choose you. Be cool, baby. Okay. Hey, bitch, come here. Got your motherfucking man. Come here. Mr. Pretty Tony. I mean, you know the rules of the game. I mean, your bitch just chose me. Now, we can settle this like you got some class so we can get into some gangster shit. Yo, what up, what up, what up? I am back. This is Thanks for Asking Kells Radio. I am Kells at KMGZ on Twitter. This is episode 163. What up, y'all? All right, so let's get right into it. Um, Starting out with Yours and Negritude. And I was good. I had, I was juggling my Yours and Negritude because quite a few um, excellent things that went on this week. But I'm going to have to give it to LeBron James for opening his um, new public school. Um, it's just, you know, it's a great, education is important, right? Mine is a terrible thing to waste. And, I, and I, I read into it. And I love the concept. It's a public school. Um, he offers accelerated learning. Um, the focus on accelerated learning, which I'm going to get back to in a minute, um, job placement for parents, there's an on-bank, on-site food bank, there's like, um, I don't know, some kind of counseling for like kids who are going, like poor kids who are like going through stress from being poor. Each kid gets a bike and every graduate gets free college tuition to the University of Akron. So I don't know anything about Ohio. I've been doing my research. I, I was on a project out there for a month and a half in Columbus, which is where University of Ohio is. Um, I couldn't wait to leave there, but from what I understand, Northeast Ohio, Akron, where um, LeBron is from, is very, um, it's a lot of black people, and it's, a, it's in the Rust Belt, so it's a lot of poor black people uh, out there, and so, and LeBron, you know, if you don't know his history, you know, him and his mom used to, were very poor, used to live out of car, so he knows what it's like to be a poor kid struggling, and I feel like his school acknowledges all that, he has all the things that, you know, uh, will help those kids, and I love, love, love the um, focus on the accelerated learning, because one of my big issues with school, even when I was in school, and I went to a magnet school, um, but even when I, and even when I, when I went, when I, tra- I started out in private school, and then I transferred to the magnet school, and the thing I noticed most when I transferred to even just the magnet school was um, there's, in public school generally, not, um, not, like, the schools for, like, good kids. Like, you had to pass a test to get in my school. But there's still, like, a, you know, in every school there's students that necess- don't necessarily live up to potential. And it seemed like public schools, and, like, when you watch all these, like, specials on HBO and you hear all these stories, they always focus on, like, the lowest common denominator, like, you know, the, the students that are, like, good and get the good grades, they left to fend for themselves. It's like, oh, they'll be all right. But it's like, yo, if these students are bright and talented and capable, you know, who knows how far they could go if they got extra attention. Everything goes to the kids who are just failing or close to failing or who don't care about the education. Their parents don't care about all the, all the fucking... Um, effort and everything goes into them. And I think that's a big part of the problem why we are falling behind education behind the rest of the world. Because we don't push excellence. It's like we're on this new soft-ass age now where, you know, if you don't want the thing with Drea, if you don't want to help your kids with your homework, that makes you a bad parent. My, my parents did not help me with my homework. My parents was like, figure it out or go to school and tell the teacher you don't understand. 
I mean, when I was little, you know, little things, yeah, they, you know, if I ask a question, yeah, they'll answer it. But, like, as far as, like, I mean, parents sitting down and going through, you know, doing that homework, they, they didn't do that past a certain age, you know, past that basic age where you just really don't know. Like, you know, once I got up into, like, I don't know, fifth, sixth, seventh grade, when you really have to start learning, my parents was like, look, you went to school, you paid attention, you do your, you do your homework. If you don't know, you do it how you, the best you can. And if it's wrong, when you go to school, they'll tell you it's wrong, and then the teacher will explain it to you. And we were just, you know, the bar was high. It wasn't all this, oh, it's too much homework. And just, I feel like people are just too soft and they think that education is supposed to bend and cater to them. And that's why we behind and that's why we, people don't have no reading skills. They, they don't have any math skills. They don't know how to think critically. They electing Trump. You got Trump. And people think he makes sense because our education system is piss poor. And we don't pressure people, kids, and we don't focus on achievement because of all this hurting their feelings and shit. You know what hurts your feelings? Being a fucking dummy. That's what should hurt your feelings. So I love, guess accelerated program make them take them ap courses make them take them ap you should be excellent you should be pushing these kids to do the best they can did i like doing homework no but you know what i'm i'm well educated and and have a good job and make good money and 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 and, and am not lost and scrambling and begging for cold minded jobs and everything else like some of these other people whose parents didn't make them do that so I love that. Like, just because kids are poor, people make all kinds of excuses. Oh, they poor. Poor don't mean you stupid. So I love that he has all the support, that he's setting up all the support that these kids need so that they don't have any excuse not to be excellent. So shout out to um, LeBron James. It's a shame that a proper citizen had to do what government should be doing, but shout out to him. Maybe he'll inspire other black celebrities and, and rich people instead of always being on the gram, shaking with their jewelry and telling us how we got the same 24 hours a day and why we broke. Maybe you, I mean, how many chains can you buy? How many cars do you need? These niggas be walking around with, with uh, money that can supply, you know, mad people on their necks. And I'm like, okay, that's, you know, whatever. When you, you know, so maybe he'll inspire other people, black people in particular, because that's all I ever talk about, because that's all I care about. The rest of y'all can figure it out on your own, because don't nobody help, don't nobody reach a helping hand out to us. You know, we always got to be the ones trying to link up with everybody else. Um, but hope this inspires other stars to, and other rich people and other wealthy people. Do that too. Don't sit around waiting on the government. I know the government should do it, but... We got to counter these motherfuckers that's trying to make all these fucking Christian right fundamental schools that's going to have us out here fucked up. Talk about, you know, dinosaurs. Men used to ride on the backs of dinosaurs while the rest of the world is moving on. We over here going to turn into some little fucking backwater colony like we was when we started. These fucking ignorant ass white people who, you know, anti-facts and anti-science. So, congrats. I mean, I didn't, um, I, I thought that was, you know, really excellent. And hope it inspires more. And I mean, he's not the first one to open the school. Oprah opened the school. Rihanna opened the school. But they typically do it overseas, which is fine. But the fact that he did it here and that he did it as a public school, not a charter or not a private school. Now, I don't have kids, so I don't know. Philadelphia was like one of the first, was like one of the, um, if I'm not mistaken, it was the first city to um, start with the charter schools. Um, I know it was like one of the early ones. Cause I, remember, I remember when they started, I was still, I was like maybe just out of high school, like I was probably in college when the whole charter thing started. I remember discussions and everything. And um, I'm pretty sure Philadelphia was like one of the, you know, beginning cities. And so people now don't tend to like charters, but our, people in Philadelphia, to my, the people that 
when it was starting and now they like the charter school so I don't know if it depends on your city but compared to the public school I, I just remember when it's I remember when it all started because people were really pressing how they get their kids in the charter schools they wanted to take their kids out of the public schools you know and put them in the charter school because it was either public or you had to do private or Catholic which all cost money so you know, I don't. I don't really. I've I've read all the stories about charter schools. Some of the some of the complaints I understand. Some of the complaints I don't. Um, you know, but again, listen. Education is one of those. Is one of those lines where I I step that lot of y'all. You know, urbans and black people. Y'all y'all want to get all fucking. I don't know what the fuck you call it with the education and shit and bringing them in the systematic and this and the black kids can't do this. I step away from them all of y'all niggas with that because I think that that's a bunch of bullshit and that's holding us down I think y'all make too many excuses for these kids y'all too soft on these kids if you make these kids do the fucking work if you expect excellence you set the bar high and they have the ability they can do it if just like LeBron if they had issues that they need to deal with we help them deal with it but all the shit y'all be on with the oh it's too much homework and they get this too hard and nah 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 I was doing fucking calculus level math when I was in ninth grade. It's kids nowadays all the way to high school ain't even doing that and y'all and, and parents don't think it parents come up to school arguing with the teachers and all that not whatever whatever the teacher said went. The teacher said you had the ability, you had the ability and you better do it. And that's why I'm smart and educated and doing well and a lot of these motherfuckers out here ain't and I don't care what y'all say. Y'all motherfuckers do not keep your eye on the ball, you do not focus on what's important, you make a lot of excuses, you let your kids get away with everything, you baby your children, no. Back in the day, the motherfucking teachers used to wrap your knuckles with a goddamn ruler when you ain't know your times tables. So guess what you learn? Your motherfucking times tables. So that is the one area I just do, I feel like I feel like black people be bugging on that shit. Y'all be making all kind of motherfucking excuses and got all the fucking stories in the world. And I'm just like, yo, you need to be excellent. I don't want to hear none of that shit. You need to be excellent. You need to learn all the math. You need to learn all the science. You need to get straight A's. If you ain't getting A's, what's the problem? Are you slow? Are you retarded? Do you need some help? Do you, you know, are you hungry? Because we'll, we'll fix that. But I know you can do this motherfucking work. And I'm not taking none of your little whiny bitch ass excuses. Anyway, shout out to um, LeBron, yours, and Negritude. Moving on. Uh, so I'll, I'll put these in a regular conversation because I, I was going to give them the, the yours and negative two so I want to start with uh, I'll start with y'all's favorite for having a September issue of American Vogue so I know a lot of y'all out there not in the fashions but the September issue is the most it's like the most prestigious issue it's the beginning of the you know the, the fall season um it's, it's, it's a big deal. It's the most important cover. It's like the cover of the year. And um, Anna Wintour, who, by the way, says she ain't stepping down from Vogue till she they fucking carry her out there feet first. God bless. Gave it to Beyonce and let her have creative control. And Beyonce picked a black photographer that I believe they said she found on Instagram, which is the first black photographer in the magazine's whole history to shoot her... Um, cover, which I think is dope, y'all, you know, listen, being on Vogue September issue is, is great, that's great, uh, but the fact that this is, this is what we, I personally have a, a problem with a lot of these, you know, fucking rappers and artists and all this shit with is that they get up there and they don't want to, they don't want to help other people get on, they get up there and they be, they just want to be the only one and they want to work with this white guy and that white guy and they, you know, they want to be the special negro and they don't never, they don't never want to put nobody else up, you know, hey, 
you know, my friend here, I always say, when I make it, all y'all that know me, I'm listen, we all coming. I'm going to put you, hey, my person can do this, that person can do that. Because these motherfucking white people put anybody on. These motherfuckers don't be having no special talent. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't, but they put them on. And that's how, they, that's how Hollywood, that's why Hollywood looks like it looks. And a lot of other industries look like they put their kids, their nephews, their friends. That's why we get boxed out. So shout out to her because, like, you have the power and you have the influence. And shout out to my new fave, Tessa Thompson, who tweeted a tweet because she was like, yo... That's so fly of Beyonce to bring, uh, um, you know, to open the door and let a black photographer come in. She was like, because so many times I see, I see myself, people in the industry who have the opportunity to do it and don't, or purposely don't do it, you know, don't put people on that they can. And so shout out to her, and I hope this, you know, inspires other people. And I do too, same thing. It just reminds me of that story that was on Twitter a little bit ago when the girl from, um... One of the urban publications, I can't remember which, was talking about how they always put, you know, at the events, at the red carpets, they always put the urban publications at the end of the line, and the publicists were, it was like Donald Glover and Lakeith Stanfield and a couple, a couple of black, you know, creators, and their publicists will pull them away and tell them not to speak to the, you know, to the urban media. And it's like, yo, when nobody, when these white people wasn't fucking with y'all and they know who y'all were, it was the urban media. Like, y'all love us when y'all trying to get on. And as soon as y'all feel like y'all got on, now y'all can't, we not good enough. You got to be with the, you know, the billboards or the people magazines or whatever it is. You can't fuck with the niggas. So, um, shout out to Beyonce for that. That's really dope. And, um, hope other people, inspires other people to use their influence as well. And secondly, that leads me to my babe, Rihanna, who, big boss, British Vogue, September issue. Anybody that know fashions and know about the seasons in the book, y'all know British Vogue is it. That September issue of British Vogue, British Vogue just got the new black creative director. Um, yeah, she got the cover. The, the um, Some photos were released early. She looks, ugh, I mean, she always looks stunning, but she looked fantastic. Um, there's an interview in there. I get all her magazines. I got the I got the French joint. I mean, Rihanna done been on all the Vogue. She done been on all the goddamn magazines. I mean, this is like her, I don't know, umpteenth cover. Rihanna been on these covers since going back years now. Uh, but the British one, the September cover, I, I really enjoyed the Paris Vogue. That shit was, that was like, I, up till, well, I have to see this British one. But that, that Paris one was one of her better shoots. That, the one, I think it was Rolling Stone when she had the snake, the Medusa joint. It's been a couple, but that, that Paris Vogue one was really dope. And, uh, oh, and the one she did when she was in Brazil. I think that was Brazil Vogue or one of them. Anyway. Shout out to my bae. And in the article, I read a little clip. She's talking about she's about to get back in the gym. She's about to get back in the gym, which means she's trying to gear up because she's probably going to be touring and making appearances, which means her album is probably going to be coming, the, the reggae album, rumored slash rumored double reggae pop out. Listen, listen, girls and boys. If Rihanna puts out a double dance hall slash pop album, everybody, all of you, your moms, your dads, your producers, your mic men, your stage people, all of y'all. Pack your shit and go home. Because there won't be no country left for you anywhere. Because that shit is going to be the motherfucking monstrous album ever. And y'all mark my words. Y'all know I told y'all when Anti came out, I, was, I got a whole episode dedicated. And I said that Anti was a masterpiece. And I think it was the album that she put out so that she could break out from that one 
mold that everybody had her in, big, huge pop star, you know, and show that she can, hey, I can do this, and I can make a classic fucking masterpiece album that's totally different than what y'all think I could do. And I said that that album, as good as it was, the shit stayed on the charts for almost damn near three years. It had multiple number one singles. The shit broke all kind of records. The Grammys fucked up because they should have won every award it got, including Album of the Year, which it wasn't even nominated for. Ain't no other, ain't none of them albums that was on that Grammy stage even number one remembered, and number two was on the was on the charts as long as Anti was. Anti gave you everything, but I said that that was the album that she was going to use to kind of break free of. Like, listen, I, I can do other shit, and that the album after Anti was going to be her thriller was gone because if you remember Michael Jackson he put out Off the Wall that was his first single that this wasn't Brianna's first album but that was his first single album and where he showed that he was that nigga like yo I this is what I can do I'm not you know with my brothers and all of that yeah that was cool but this is me now this is what I can do and Off the Wall my opinion is Michael Jackson's creatively and quality wise his best album his masterpiece Off the Wall but what did do after Off the Wall? Motherfucking Thriller. Because now he was free. Like, yo, I just want y'all to know. Don't put me in a box. Don't think I'm only this one thing. I'm showing you this. And my next shit is going to hit you up and crack your fucking skull. And I think this next album that Rihanna's putting out, coming off of Anti, is going to be the one. I mean, all her albums really crack skulls. But this is going to be the one that really puts niggas to bed. This is going to be the one that's going to be the monster. Mark my words, I'm telling you, I feel, I can tell her, I can tell her trajectory, she's done it too many times, she did it with Good Girl Going Bad, and they were trying to, then she did, then she came with Rated R, like, wait a, hold up, hold up, hold up, that ain't, that ain't it either, and then she came with Anti, like, hold up, hold up, hold up, that ain't it either, trust me, so I cannot wait for this album to come out, but shout out to her, uh, September issue of British Vogue, alright, so, um, so this one is this this episode is actually I mean I have the things that I wanted to talk about but it's more of a um not free willing but like more of a um not specific not specifically tethered to any particular topic of the week but what I want to say is that through the week there's been several announcements from people, some I know, some I don't, some I fuck with, some I don't, but it don't really matter, you know, people getting deals, people coming up, and people, like I said, with Beyonce and the photographer, people just putting other people on, and creatives who are able to break through, like maybe they just on Instagram, or maybe they just on Twitter, and they get a following, and people like them, and it turns into something, and they're able to break through, and I love that shit, because the thing that is super corny to me about the industry right now is these motherfucking gatekeepers and these motherfucking old niggas from the 80s and the 90s still trying to do that old shit. I am so tired. And listen, I'm Gen X. I'm not a millennial. I am Gen X. So a lot of these niggas is my age. But I stay up on the new shit. 
I listen to new shit. I, 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 I've evolved. A lot of these 90s niggas, I, listen, if you wasn't there in the 90s, you're not going to understand. It was just a cult. It was a time for culture that was just, it was a golden age. It will never be repeated. Everything since has been trash. Y'all little 2000 babies, y'all got y'all little shit y'all like, but I'm telling y'all, if you wasn't around, if you wasn't coming of age in the 80s and 90s when all the greats did it, when the culture was what, when, when Diddy and all them, and Jay and all them niggas was, was coming out, you just, you missed it. And you just, it's never going to be like that again. But... Because of that, a lot of these niggas are just stuck in that era. They haven't evolved. And it's like, it's just still all this, these gatekeepers. And it's just, that's why you get these fucking Takashi Ticks nines and the, the boy that got killed, the Estes Stinson, whatever the fuck his name was. And all these fucking, whatever, listen, whatever portal from these motherfucking kids with these fucking tattoos and all this goddamn auto grills in their mouth come from, please close it. Put the sarcophagus back. Where you found it, close the portal to hell, and stop all these motherfucking Jolly Rancher motherfucking metal mouth rappers from coming through. Because I'm sick, I don't know one from the other, everybody little, or ASAP, or young boy, whatever the fuck. All of y'all, tired of all of y'all. Um, but, that's what you get from the gatekeeper, because they want to only have... You know, and as soon as, like, the Desus and Miro, when they got their little deal from Showtime, everybody was hating, everybody had something to say. Why? Because they came up off Twitter. It's like, but, yo, that's how it's supposed to be. That's why the industry is so whack. That's why everything on the radio is garbage. That's why you got lit. So, this this conversation was inspired because I was on, y'all know I got Tidal. Tidal carries a lot of podcasts, and I'm, but I'm looking through, through these podcasts. I listen to a lot of podcasts on iTunes, but... If, I, if there's one on iTunes that's also on Tidal, I'll listen on Tidal because Tidal has better sound. And I, but I'm looking at what, ti- what Tidal offers. And I'm looking at podcasts. they all rappers or, like, personalities. None of these niggas are smart. N- these niggas, most of them ain't, like, high school dropouts. They're not well-educated. They're not educated. They're not particularly smart. Excuse me, smart. They're not well-read. And they just be talking about the dumbest shit. And it's like... Why is there a Fat Joe podcast? Why is there a Nori podcast? Now, I like Joe Button. I like Joe Button rap podcast. I don't want to hear nothing else he has to say behind that, but for rap, because first of all, Joey, Joe can rap his ass off, and I think that his critiques on rap are dead on. I think the things he say about rap are dead on. So I can listen to Joe, but, I, you know, all these other niggas, I'm tired of listening to these 40, 50-year-old niggas with mentalities of, like, 14 and 15-year-old. All of these niggas have a podcast. Why do you have a podcast, number one? Who's listening to this shit, number two? The other, um, what was it, last week, the whole thing going through Twitter, because I guess Wiz Khalifa came on The Breakfast Club. I don't listen to The Breakfast Club no more. Um, but I guess he came on The Breakfast Club because of this reason. Like, I'm just tired. Like, the stupid-ass conversations. This nigga Charlamagne with the rape charge. Like, I'm just tired. Like, I'm tired of stupid. Like, stupid is peak right now. Like, the dumbest motherfucker ever is in the White House. Every, I'm just, I'm, I cannot. I'm tired of stupid. I'm tired of raising up ignorance. I'm just, I cannot. I'm over it. I cannot do it. So I can't listen to anything dumb. So, but I guess Wiz Khalifa came on there, or maybe it was an interview or an article. I don't know. No, that's what it was. He gave, like, an interview, I guess. And then the Breakfast Club retweeted some question about, because I guess he said he can't, as a grown man, he can't eat bananas because that's gay. It's gay to eat bananas. Like, are you stupid? Like, y'all are fucking 45, 50, like, I'm just, I'm over it. I'm over these, I'm over these old niggas. 
in every facet of civilization. Y'all won't step out the way. Y'all won't move. And y'all won't let new. And, and it's not necessarily an age thing. I know we say young and fresh. But it's, a, it's some. Just fresh. Just give me fresh. Issa Rae's not that young. Millennials. The oldest millennials are like 30, 35. They're not that young. We just want you old. Unevolved. Unwilling to fucking just learn things people to get out of the way we want fresh new shit i don't want to listen to no goddamn podcast or no joe um fucking crack like you're not you should be talking about stupid shit who is listening to this who wants to hear this shit and so i'm just i'm just glad that the gatekeeper i wish they would move faster i wish more of them would get out of the way i think there's more talent and 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 perspectives and things out here that people and and, and shout out to everybody that tweets me and asks me and tells me that they like this and they like this perspective thank you i hear y'all that's part of why i did this because i listened to a lot of podcasts and i was like yeah i like that one but i like this one but i didn't hear no like even among millennials like it's just one particular voice which i don't have no problem with but like that's not that's not the only one we ain't all grow up in the cul-de-sac or we ain't all you know what i mean we ain't all these hands niggas you know some of us is real niggas out here and want to hear that perspective or something close to that perspective you know what i mean like Particularly for Gen X, look, we out here, like, all we hear about is baby boomers and millennials, but we out here, and our perspective is different, and it, I just feel like it's not enough for us, and, and we get all this shit, all, this is what kills me, all this shit these millennials be trying to reboot and reference and talk about, that's our shit, y'all be making all of our shit, the Breakfast Club, the movie, all the flash shit we had, that's our shit, we still out here, y'all trying to reboot shit, but we the ones that created it. It's like, yo, we was creative then, we creative now. Like, we was just a creative cohort, right? And I just, I, I'm glad that more and more people are breaking through. I'm glad, like, yeah, people are us, always these fake, smart people on Twitter talking about, oh, you know, everybody got to post everything on Instagram. You can't even enjoy your time. First of all, shut up. You, you, you're not deep. People have been taking pictures on vacation and where they go since the beginning of time. I can tell you're young because y'all don't know nothing about going over your auntie or whoever, your neighbor's house, and they didn't came back from vacation. They pull out that goddamn projector, that round joint with the slides in it, and they put the sheet up or they shine the joint on the wall and torturing everybody for hours with their goddamn vacation slides. And we all got to sit there like, wow, like we give a fuck about your motherfucking pictures. People been doing that shit forever, okay? So cut the shit. But... I'm glad that people can just put their photos up on Instagram. And somebody can be like, wow, I like this. Come come shoot me for Vogue. You know what I mean? Like, the gatekeepers are going away. And, and talent and creativity is breaking through. And I love that. Because I'm tired of this old shit. I'm tired of these old niggas on this stupid shit. Just tweeting ignorance. And, and saying ignorance. And amplifying ignorance. And nobody... I didn't... I didn't read or look or research at all into this um, Charlemagne rape thing. I, I just know I've heard him on the, on the radio talking about it. And without knowing any background, I knew that he was not telling all the story. Because when, whenever a, per, a person say, oh, you know, the char- they got charged with rape, but I didn't have nothing to do with it. And it was like, whenever, no. I'm sorry. These accidental rape charges and these in the wrong place at the wrong time stories you niggas be telling, I never believed them shits. Because again, I'm Gen X and I grew up in the crack era and I grew up in Reaganomics. I grew up on the crime side, the New York Times side. 
And I know motherfucking shenanigans, and I know the shit you niggas be pulling, and I know the bullshit, and I know that motherfucking language that I'm talking bullshit right now, trying to swindle you when I hear it. So all of that, wrong place, wrong time, oh, I wasn't even, I wasn't even, I, I always know that's bullshit. So whenever he told the story, I knew he was lying. I didn't know what about to the extent, but I knew he was lying, because I'm like, they, and ain't no such thing, I know y'all swear, it's all these false rec- rape accusations out there, it ain't. Because nobody wants to go through that when they get raped, let alone go through it when they didn't get raped, okay? So whenever it's a sexual assault or some shit that went all the way to the police and then all the way led to an arrest and to a charge, I know that shit motherfucking happened. I don't care what the fuck you saying. If you got off, you got off because you something happened or they didn't have enough evidence or whatever. The girl dropped charges, which I think was the case in, in here, which happens a lot. Because we got a lot of parents out here that ain't shit either, and they don't want to protect their kids, and oh, well, he gonna be famous, and go ahead and drop some bullshit. But I knew that shit was bullshit, so I was not at all surprised when people start trying to get him out the paint and tweeting and, and showing his police support. I was not at all surprised. I, 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 it, I will say today I die that people are way too gullible. I don't know what pod y'all came up out of, but people can just tell some of y'all anything, and y'all just believe it and be so shocked when I just assume everybody lying. <laughs> like everybody, and you know, and until I'm proven otherwise. But I knew that nigga was lying about that story, so I was not at all shocked, um, and or at all. Um, but yeah, just shit like that. Like I'm just I'm tired. I I I, I think Whitney Houston, God rest her soul. Whenever they would ask her, because you know they would always try to make her have beef with somebody else, and Whitney was not about beef. Whitney would always say. Because she knew that she was the best singer out here and wasn't nobody fucking with her. She was secure. She would always say, nobody is competition. I don't know why they got to put pit us against each other. There's enough money out here for everybody. Me getting money, if I'm talented, if I'm that nigga, then, and you that nigga, then we can both get that nigga money. The only time it's going to be a problem, if I'm that nigga and you not that nigga, now you got to try to block my loot because you can't get it otherwise. And that's what, that's what these gatekeepers are doing. That's what these gatekeepers functioned as. We got to make this money, so we got to tell people what's fly. We got to funnel it through this, and we got to block all that other shit out. Well, that shit is over with now, and a lot of you motherfuckers are, are, are getting fired and falling off or getting hit with charges, and I'm just, I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad. We need a breath of fresh air. I'm glad these new artists are in there. All of them I don't like. Some of them is fucking trash. Y'all know I, them niggas, them little Jolly Rancher rappers, and these little chocolate R&Bs, they're terrible. But, hey, somebody like them. The point is, they got through. The point is, they put their shit on Instagram or SoundCloud or whatever, and somebody ran across it, and somebody liked it, and they got through. And y'all writing y'all little books, and y'all little, uh, getting y'all little deals and everything. God bless y'all. Um, congratulations. Glad to see it. I, I'm, I don't like all of it. I'm not going to go see all of it. Some of it is not my speed. But I love that it's getting through. So put your pictures on Instagram. Tweet your tweets. Do your, you know, your memes or whatever it is you fucking do. Do it. Because you never know who's watching. How many people Rihanna done picked? Rihanna done picked so many people off the internet to do makeup, to be in her videos, to do all kind of shit. She done, she, she stayed. Rihanna created, I don't, I don't know if she got a ghost Twitter. I don't think she fuck with Twitter. I'd be real surprised. She might have somebody that does a ghost account for Twitter on her behalf. I really doubt if she on the Twitter because she barely be on the shit. But Instagram, I know she be on that Instagram because she talks about it. And she pulls um, the um, this is what she came for video, the, the, the outfit she wore in that. She's some fashion student. She saw that, that person on Instagram is like, hey, I want that and took it. 
she been picking people off Instagram forever. So, so post your shit. Put it on the TL. Put it on the Instagram. Fuck these niggas because you never know who's watching. And, and, you know, you never know where it's going to come from. And shout out to Kid Fury because I, y'all know, i always been yelling for, like, more gay, more LGBT shit. I'm sick of you straight. Y'all shit is boring. God bless y'all. Somebody watch it, but I'm, I'm just sick of that shit. It's unimaginative. It's, it's just, it's dry. It's not interesting. I really just want to hear some other voices besides white, gay, male voices. So, I really would like to hear more black lesbian voices, but I know that's a long road to hoe. I don't know what it's going to take. The only one I know is out there is Lena Waithe, so perhaps she'll grab some more people. Um, yeah, just great. More voices are being amplified. More people are being picked out that deserve it. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm just glad about it. Because it's been we'll we'll whack out here. Um, what else I wanted to say? Um, damn, I cannot read my handwriting. What? Uh, all right. So high school. I don't know. Oh, so somebody said that. Um, yeah, I, I've been. I've not been lazy on the Genghis kicks. If just for the future. If I don't do a Genghis Kicks or I don't post no kicks, it's because it ain't no kicks. All right, sometimes I'll be forgetting to announce it because I all through the week I peruse and I try to find, you know, stuff to put up and stuff that's coming out. And I'll, you know, sometimes, like, they announce stuff out months in, in advance. So if I know something not coming out till, till fucking November, I'm not going to tell you all about it in August. That's, you know, months from now. I, I, I hold on to some stuff. So, like, in the summertime, it's kind of slow because summer is when they're telling y'all, the release, alright, this one come out there, so I have stuff, but I'm like, I can't, I'm not going to release this now, it's not coming out for four months, um, so just in the future, if I don't post nothing, or if I don't do a segment, just because it ain't none, or not because I forgot, I just haven't found any, um, but this week, I want to switch up, because it's a little dry, summer's a little slow, it's not been, I mean, it's, ki- okay, it's kicks coming out, but as y'all know, I don't just post whatever, I post the shit that I like, <laughs> the shit that I think is fly, the shit that I would recommend, to other people, and um, I just ain't been liking this shit, it's compared, Jordan's out, y'all know how I feel about the Jordans, I don't like them past the six, so it's some sneaks out, and you know, y'all can go and look and buy them if y'all want to, but I post the shit that I think is fly, and ain't been no fly shit, so what I'm gonna do this week though, I'm gonna take a, I'm gonna do a little luxury, I haven't done a luxury in a minute, I put some Gucci's up a while ago, but I haven't, cause I have not been buying kicks, and I've been trying to stack money, and so when I'm doing that, I don't even like to, you know, it just hurts my feelings to go look at shit that I ain't gonna be able to buy, or I ain't gonna be able to afford, so I just kinda stay off the sites, but I, I was, um, what was I doing over the weekend, I was scrolling, and I saw some, some joints that I like, so I'm gonna put some luxury joints up this time for Genghis Kicks, they all the same brand, I'm gonna put them up, most of them you can find at Bergdorf's or Bloomingdale's or whatever, but I'm gonna put some luxury up this week, because I don't like none of the regular shit that's coming out, um, shout out to y'all, I posted my Reeboks, um, a lot of people like those, those are, um, I got those, those just regular degular joints, I forgot, where'd I get those from, I think I got them off the, the Reebok site, I was looking for some pink shoes, I was like, I want some pink sneaks for the summer, and uh, I knew I wanted some Reeboks, because Reeboks are cheap, and I believe I got them, to, they men's, they pink, but they men's, and I believe I got them off the Reebok site, but shout out, they're very comfortable, I like them a lot, um, yeah, so, that was your Genghis Kick segment. I got some Christian um, Voltons that I'm going to um, label Tom, whatever. I never know how to fucking pronounce it um, on his site. I mean, that I'm going to put on my on the Instagram, Genghis Kell, at Genghis Kells on Instagram, same thing. 
um, to put up. So, yeah, that was going to get kicked. So, yeah, this is going to be, oh, so, I'm not doing a review of any of these shows, but I just wanted to ask, since I mentioned to y'all Sharp Objects last week, Sharp Objects, Objects, I said I thought I knew what was going on. I'm back to not knowing what was going on again. I thought I knew. Now I'm not sure. Because this past week's episode was like, what the fuck? I was sure. Well, I will say this. They have started They have started turning toward. The, they dropped some um, information this past episode that's starting to like. What, so what I expect. The information they dropped this episode is what I expected. I was like, I think the people who, the people who I think are involved. I think are probably still involved. Maybe, but in the how they are involved, I'm not sure. And the information that was dropped on this past episode confirmed that. But how I'm involved, I'm not sure because as she was, she got the information and she was taken off to follow up on it. Something happened. I'm not going to give it away, but something happened and made me like, whoa, what the fuck? So it's not that either. So I don't. I'm back to not knowing what's going on. But it's a good show. Like a lot of people say, oh, I watched the first episode and I let it go. I, you made a mistake because it's, it's, I've told you, it's from the same director, Big Little Lies. Big Little Lies didn't start out great. The first episode was very slow. What the fuck is this going to be? The first episode of Sharp Objects was similar. But if you watch past that, it is a very good show. It's very, it's very similar to Big Little Lies where the, the tension builds, the suspense builds, the story is something not at all like what you thought it was going to be. The acting is good. It's really good. So if you, if you only watched the first episode and then gave up, you missed it. You're missing it. Um, shout out to Claws. Orange is the new back. Black is back. I know a lot of people stopped watching it. Um, this season, though, is decent. The first episode, I was like, what the fuck is this bullshit? But, again... Got through the first episode. Um, it's actually decent. I mean, it's not as good. That best season, I think, was season three when, um, you know, they had the um, little black gang leader on there. Um, when they did the fucking... The riot season was okay. Whatever that other season before the riot season was, that shit was ass. But, oh, the season where they killed Poussey. I hated it. Um, and it's not been very good since then. But this season, actually, is it's decent. It's, it's just about um, private prisons and... You know how prisoners are mistreated. Um, you know they had the riot last season, so it's, it's 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 decent. It's good. Like I ain't gonna say you gotta binge. I have not binged it. I've been you know watch it as I watch it. There's a couple new characters on there. There's a new. There's a couple new characters on there. Um, you know they white girls. Whatever. It's okay. I, I think I don't. It's not. I don't think they need necessarily some of these new characters. Or the or these new characters could be more. I don't know. I like the season when it was the blacks first supporter. That was a good season because first of all, that was jail. That's how jail is. Second of all, the storylines are really good. The performances are really good, and it was realistic. Like they so that when they went on a riot, you know, they was like up the hill at the camp. So now because they rioted, they down to maximum security prison. And you want me to believe at the maximum security prison that two white girls is running it? One is named Barb, and the other's name um I don't know something else. Two white women running the prison. Sure. Sure, sure, Jan. Um, but you know, it's better than the Poussey season. It's it's one of the be- it's better than the last few seasons have been. Um, shout out to the season finale of Pose. I already shouted that out though. If y'all haven't seen that, please watch it. It's such a great show. It's not eligible for Emmys this year, but I I expect it to win all of them next year. Um, yeah. So that's it. Uh, the new gig. Eh, I don't want to talk about it. Um, I'm I'm. You know, my plans are in motion, and 
they're going to work out because they just are. I don't know how. I don't know when. I don't know why. I just know they are. Um. So, yeah, that's it for this episode. It's a little short, but I've been giving y'all long episodes, and um, y'all will be all right. Um, so, look, thanks for listening. To thanks for asking. Tell your friends. Rate me on iTunes. Uh, you can at me on Twitter, at KMGZ. Um, as many of you do, what up? Thank you. Um, and, um, yeah, um, I'm glad y'all like it. Tell your friends. I, I keep getting more listeners, and I get more followers. I see y'all follow me. Some of y'all speak. Some of y'all don't. Um, I'm glad y'all like it. I, 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 um, you know, yeah, that's it. Let me stop babbling. All right, peace. See y'all next week.